We're live. All right, welcome everybody. Schaefer Baseball Report Friday edition. Um, heading at the uh, getting close to the end of the summer. I'm here with Andrew. One tool, two, two, three tool. The more the more money he makes me, the more tools you get. How's that? <laughs> That's fine. That You've works. been gone for what? Three weeks? Almost a little bit over three weeks. We did. Uh, we did well. Actually, went down to Wilmington. Dropped Dylan off at Wilmington. Yeah. Uh, they took all the freshmen in early, and then came back. And then we um, we went back to Wilmington for a tournament. Uh, then from there, we went to Isle of Palms, uh, with my wife and my mother-in-law for, uh, for, I was there for three days. They were there for a week and then down to, uh, the worst place on the East coast, Atlanta. I wouldn't for, say it's the worst place. No, there, there, there's worse places. Where? Uh, Andrews, South Carolina, where there's Andrews, nothing South to do. Carolina. Yeah, it's like, you ever been there? Like no. going down to Myrtle beach, you always pass. It's a tiny little town. There's nothing yeah. to do. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just yeah. They, they got a baseball field? No. No, yeah, they, then there's it's, nothing It's to like do. literally 2 minutes and you're through. Yeah, I don't I don't remember that. I don't, I really don't pay attention cuz I'm usually watching Netflix while I'm driving. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get like I'm going to get like arrested. He's next just time. he's just kidding. Please. Yeah, he's no. just kidding. Oh, yeah, just just yeah. kidding. Sure I am. Um but yeah, so NTIS, we went through our regionals. Yeah, it's been a long, I mean, long what, when did that start? That was, oh, it's been a, a month and a half. So I got to, I, I want to commend you in front of everybody else. Andrew is kind of taking over the bulk of, of running our N- NTIS program and uh, did an amazing job. I mean, we saw how many kids this year? Over, Total, over, between, between the two regions. Over 2,500? Over 2,500 kids between the Northeast and the Southeast. Yeah. And we have to pick two teams per age group. Yeah. In each region. So in the Southeast, 11U, we got two teams. In the Northeast, we have two teams, 11U. So yep. so out of all these kids, we have to whittle this process down. And, 772 uh, kids per. And our, and our responsibility is to take the best talent to to carry. And yeah, once they get to carry, then it gets even thinner. Once because, we get to the draft, I mean, it's hard to pick. Yeah. I mean, Southeast draft, I mean, we got our first selections in and that was it. Usually, you know, we go through our maybe set. We get to our second tier guys. Yeah. Same with Northeast. Northeast, it was hard. We were on the phone for two hours selecting teams. Yeah. So it took a while, which is nice. It's a good problem to have. No, it's it's a great problem to have. We saw we saw a lot a lot of talent. Yeah. A lot of talent. A lot of young talent. It's interesting. Uh, we had we saw a uh, McLeod kid. McLeod, yeah, Dexter. Yeah. Fourteen Dexter years old. I think he's still thirteen. He's still thirteen. Six four. Yeah, six, six three, six four. I mean, up to I think he's left hand, left hander throwing ninety. No, he's a right hander. The right hand, right hander. There, there was a lefty that was like that up was to a, like eighty seven. Yeah. yeah. So but, we're going. We're going in with some dudes. Yeah. We're going in with some dudes. Uh, you know, it's interesting because we do play simulated games, but sometimes you know we'll get there with these these plus plus athletes. Yeah. And when you play the game, they're different animals because they haven't, uh, they haven't been, uh, you know, haven't been taught really how, how the game is supposed to be played, but it's, well, it, and you can, you can also have a team there that you're like, Oh man, this team's going to run through everyone. We've and done it just, that. And it, well, you, we've done yeah. it. And we've also had times where it's like, God, oh, they just didn't perform as a I team, know. you know, yeah. individually, they have great athletes, but you just had some guys that they crapped a bad either pitching or well, you got a flare or you got bad umpires or all that all the yeah, stuff so that I that stuff I hate. happens. That's right. So, so people are like, oh, you should you should have won with that team. It's like, yeah, I mean, it's not that easy. It's yeah. not because you have good talent there. So yeah, well, it's fun. You know, we've had we've had some really good series. We, so we go in and we play for a medal. Yeah. Um, but also it's a, yeah, there's the medals right there. And we got more upstairs and yeah. you know, um, but it, it's it's an amazing. This is one of the the pieces that we talk about all the time is that we we people now miss out on just the experience of playing the game, yeah. you know, and how much fun it's supposed to be. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, our guest today is going to be Anthony Friscogna, the head coach of Patch Ogman for high school, where I went to high school, um, where Marcus Stroman went to high school and the, and the current Milwaukee Brewers number one pick that, well, the sandwich pick from 33rd player picked in the draft. Josh Noth is out of um, Anthony's coach, Marcus, and he's coached um, Josh as well. So, you know, some interesting stuff there. But, you know, we, off the air, we were talking about the developmental process. And I want to bring that up with Anthony because he does run an organization basically with Patchogue Medford Kids where I grew up. But, you know, it's, uh, it, it, you know, you, you see a lot of uh, lesson kids. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You, you see a ton of lesson kids. You don't see kids that absolutely understand the process of how the game's played. You know, you don't see, you know, it's interesting. I mean, even even at the highest levels, right, the high school levels, the college levels, there's a greater learning curve now in terms of these players going to school and how the game is supposed to be played. Man on second base, no outs. You know, what are you supposed to do? I don't know. Hit a home run? No, dude. Move them over. 
you know, do your job, play the game. But it's, it, but everything has become showcase based, right? Mm -hmm. Not practice based, showcase based. So it's, it's, it's individual showcase. And even in the game, it's not a team concept, right? It's not getting the guy over. It's not looking infield up. I got to look to lift something. Yeah. Um, you know, the, 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 their minds are, uh, oh, we talk you know, about it all the time. It's highlight reels, right? How many times on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram do you see kids saying, uh, I, I moved a runner over with, with this swing. I, um, I put one to the right side to move, yeah. to bring a guy. I, in I worked out a three, two count, fouled yeah. off four and took a walk. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no. you, you, you don't, you don't see that at all. Yeah. And guys get upset with walks too, right? Yeah. You had a quality at bat. And I'll tell you, if you walk, if you walk down a perfect game or some of these other places, that pitcher sucks Yeah, because these umpires suck. You know, I'll tell you that for a fact, and I, and I say that it, I say that with a little bit of empathy, right? Is that sure. they're on the field for five hours, long days, in hundred and four degree weather, mm -hmm. like they just want to get out of there from the start of the game to the end of the game. Absolutely, they want to get out of there, and right. the parents are vicious, man. I mean, they're you know, they're all over them, they're beating them up. So I'll I'll give them a little bit of that, but a lot of times we see we see guys that just they they want their paycheck. Yeah, they're they, just they gonna get out. Either. They want yeah. two hours. The game's in two hours. Yeah. So I heard the umpire behind the dugout when we were coming in to play a game in PG, a, a parent walked up and said, you know, what was just, dude, what was the deal with the strike zone? He goes, you think I'm calling balls? There's no way, you know, like, okay. You know, but we're trying to develop players yeah. to have pitch recognition, to get a good pitch to hit, you know, to understand their zone. And then all of a sudden you're putting them 0-2 every time or they're, they're hit, you know, they're behind. Yeah. If you throw anywhere near the dish at perfect game, you're going to get, you're going to be effective. Yeah. But if you're if you if you have little control, you know you're not going to get any single call. Well, I mean, some some organizations don't even need these umpires certified anymore. That's how it, that's how, no, how it's going. Same no. thing with coaches. Some coaches, I mean, they don't go through any certification. They just they go out there and I they mean, go on a weekend to a gym. Yep. And you know they don't know the rules. Yeah. So if you question them about a rule, you know you're not going to get anywhere. I mm -hmm. mean, it's you know, even Zach. I, I you know, I've, I've probably been thrown out of more. Travel showcase. You're baseball. better now. You're better. I, now. I am better now. I am better. So even Zach, well, you know, now that Zach's coaching with me, you know, my oldest son, yeah. you know, he wants to jump up and eat somebody's head. And, and I'm like, Zach, forget it, man. And he's like, dad, what's wrong with you? Like, you know, <laughs> are you mellowing here? Like whatever. I got to scream across the field. Cause he's coming off the first baseline talking to the umpire. I'm like, Zach, shut up. You know, I don't need you dumped, man. I don't, I don't need that. To, need that to happen. But it's, you know, that whole, perfect game scenario is is you know we'll talk to anthony a little bit about this when we get him on here but it's it's changed the oh, dynamic well, the whole has baseball changed. landscape is changing now. completely Everything. changed completely changed was well, it september 1st now yeah. i mean guys can't yeah. even commit till then i mean and it's hard for college coaches to even talk to talk to you unless you go to what camp that's really the only gray area i think I, you know it's, it's the, the whole showcase dynamic is is going to change in terms of individual showcases like all this pbr stuff and all this like that it's 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 going to hurt them mm -hmm. because you know recruiters are going to go why am i going to go see a 2025 or 2026 when they used to be all over that right you know um and uh you know they're going to um you know, we saw that down in perfect game. Now, you know, we went down to 2025s that are getting ready to be talked to on August 1st, mm -hmm. right? In August, they can phone calls going to be made, but they weren't all over these guys, right? So, um, you know, yeah, the landscape has changed. You know, that's you know, that's one of the reason that we started advocacy baseball, advocacy baseball consultants to help families kind of navigate through this process right now. Um, we do, we you know, we, and we're slow walking it out there, but we got four clients already that uh, that were assisting to move on to the next level and. Um, you know, it, it's, it's a necessary thing. I mean, sure. we've, we've been doing it forever. Right. Man. And we've been doing, not only have we done it for our organization, you do it for others. We've yeah. done it for other people right. that have called and said, Shave, can you help out? Can you get this, can you get some answers? And we, and we just did it, you know, and now it's, it's, uh, you know, it's time to, to, to monetize it to a point, you know, and, and turn it into a, a business that is a service. It's yeah. not like, uh, you know, I look at perfect game and I look at all these other people. It's like, Holy Christmas, man. You're like, you're just taking people's money, you know? And it's, and it's, you know, it's frustrating, you know, and you know, I, I, I like the PBR event, you know, because they keep it, you know, basically keep it at Lake point. It's in one place. Um, we, the perfect game, we were 50 miles here, 75 miles there. No, no fun. No, no fun. And then, uh, you know, we went down with a plastic fork, man. I went down, you know, with it. We started the season with a roster of 16 and, between different scenarios and injuries and things like that. We ended up with 11 People injury traveling. bug, man. Holy cow. But we beat up on everybody. 
our pitches shoved. I want to say we beat up on everybody because we didn't really hit the ball that well. But our pitches shoved on every team that we saw for the first five, four to five innings. And then after that, I had no, I had no, I had no right. pen. You know, I had to go starter every week, every game. Yeah. Instead of taking a starter and backing them up behind a starter and staying in a game to win one what to win one game. Yeah. You know, it wasn't uh, was wasn't worth the juice to do that. And you know, and the family's good. The other part that was the, the positive in this, Andrew, was that you know we took POs down, mm-hmm. and we've had POs. Families travel down and they spend thousands of dollars to be there. And when your kid's a PO. You know, he, if you pitch him on Monday, let's just say we'll use Monday as an example. Well, we started on He's Thursday. Gone. Pitch him on Thursday. You can bring him back on Monday. Right. But everybody else in between there, you know, you run the pitch count up to a certain number. You can't bring him back. Sure. So now they're sitting on the bench or the families that are there to watch their kid play don't get to see their kid play. So for us this year, the, the silver lining was, you know, we had guys that are strictly POs that, you know, that may play a position in high school. Right. But won't play a position in the next level. So uh, they got to play, you know, and uh, it was fun. And I, I, I want to give our guys so much credit because we knew what the scenario, we knew what the end result was going to be. Basically, we knew that we were going to play a good four or five innings. And then once we got to go bring in a non-PO, we're going to get slapped around. Yep. And we did get slapped around. So, you know, the families got to see the kids play, but they all pulled for each other. I mean, sure. it was, it was, it was fun. It wasn't after the game. Like I was raging, like, sit down, we're going to go through this, you know, yeah. It was just like, dude, this is, you know, we're in that we're in take that twilight zone right now. Yep, take it on the chin. And took it on the chin. But uh Well, yeah, what so you got one more tournament next weekend, right? That's it. Done yeah, for the next summer. weekend. Next weekend. But yeah, but we're not done because we go to carry for three weeks. Well, no, I'm saying you're done as far as like the team for the summer. Yeah, the, the, the teams. Then we'll, then we'll finish that part and then we'll kick back up. We're gonna play in a tournament up at Cleveland Community College at the end of at the end of August, the very okay. end of August, we get everybody together and just see what. But we're gonna hybrid, I think, uh, some team, you know, two teams, cool, twenty fours and the twenty fives, and 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 work that out. So, did you watch the All Star Game, dude? I watched the end of it. I watched none of it. Well, some people couldn't even watch it because it wasn't it wasn't on half of the streaming um, YouTube services. TV. Yeah, but yeah, it wasn't on. No, it was on YouTube TV. It wasn't on. Would, um, I was Hulu. going. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't on like three or four of them. So I was going on. I was, I, you know, YouTube TV is what we have in the, in the house, yep. and you know, and so and they kept trying to force me to take buy this HD package. Yeah. And I kept saying no, and then I would go click on the the thing, and it kept taking and me your back. TV then. wouldn't and so handle. So it's just yeah. like, forget it. But the lowest viewer ratings yeah, in the history. Second year in a row. Yeah. It's brutal. I think the correct me if I'm wrong. I think the home run derby averaged as many as the All Star game did. Yeah, it was something along those lines. Are really close. Yeah. So. So listen, you know, you know, I mean, politics are politics, and I got you know, I mean, I I have no issues with anybody on any side of the aisle or anything like that, right? Everybody has their own opinion and stuff like that, but politics creeping into athletics, it's just it's just a bad it's just a bad gig, right? We're seeing we're seeing it in in products, right? In marketing, we see it in Bud Light, uh, we're seeing it in Ben and Jerry's, you know. Now we're seeing it in you know we see more and more of this stuff going on in in professional sports, and it's just not a place for that. That's supposed to be a nirvana. That's it's supposed to be a place where everybody goes and just enjoys it. So a perfect example, right? You, Dylan, and I go down to the World Baseball Classic. Yeah. Japan. USA, that was the best time with those people on the other side of the field as it was, was with our, yeah. our guys. Man, and the one idiot, remember the one idiot we had in front of us mm-hmm. acting up and, you know, wearing all his, you know, his political BS and standing up and, and just do, like he ruined, he ruined the experience. Like it wasn't that. Right. We were there for baseball and it was global baseball. Mm-hmm. And in that environment, two of the greatest players in the game, you know, Tani and Trout. Yeah. Right. bad. And it was three, two game. It was phenomenal, man. Yeah. It was, it was phenomenal environment. So, you know, when, when all this other stuff creeps in, it just, it turns me off. And I just, you know, I think I, it, I it's partially that and partially like it's, it's not being uploaded to all platforms. Like it was last year, last year, you had it literally on everything. You could, yeah. you could buy the MLB package. You get everything. MLB package was cheaper. Everything's going up in price. I mean, it's a mix of a lot of stuff, but yeah, it, I mean, there, there is, but you know, a big piece of it, you know, is, is, you know, I'm a traditionalist, right? I grew up a Yankee fan. I think the greatest uniform in the game is the New York Yankees uniform. The pinstripes and the away grays, they're just classic, right? Yeah. 
I'm, you know, and then so I'm, I was a fan when we were playing as, you know, throwback uniforms and going back to, you know, you know, the, the uniforms that, you know, it was with the White Sox. We had a throwback, you know, and, and Seattle and Seattle didn't get thrown back that far, you know, but, you know, we had a different uniform of that. Yeah. That, you know, that that's that's the game and that's showcasing the organization. You know, when you're changing uniforms to benefit something that's political, I, I, I I'm, I'm turned off by it. I'm turned off. On it. I just want the game. Yeah. I just want the game. I want it to be traditional. I love the I love the Dodgers uniforms. I love the Red Sox uniforms, Cincinnati's uniforms, the Yankees uniforms. Cardinals. You know the Card- Even the Mets. Even the Mets keep it traditional. You know uniform. Yeah. Um, but so uh, you know that that that's my soapbox on on, on that part. But um, how about the kid from Cincinnati? Yeah. Wow. Crazy. Wow. Is that crazy, that's crazy. an electric player? So the, I'm the vibe is going on with him. The same vibe I felt when Griffey Jr. came into the league, my second year in the league. He came he came second year in the league. Saw so his first at bat in the kingdom, hit a home run. Yeah. And we were sitting on the bench and was saying, you know, and everybody's touting whatever. And you could just we watched him in BP and it was just like, holy smokes, man, this kid is different, right? 19 years old at the time. Mm-hmm. And we're sitting on the back, I forget who I was sitting next to. Him. I'm like, right, this dude's going, he's going yard. I mean, you know, great things happen to great players. Mm-hmm. This kid's going yard, sure enough. Yeah, yeah. See ya. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, but this is what this, this is the excitement this kid's bringing back, yeah. you know, to the game. I mean, he's for, he's fun to watch. You know, you don't, you, you see good position play. You get more excited about great pitchers that come up, right? And, uh, you know, and they're all touted and they're all throwing a hundred and they're all, you know, Harvey was one, you know, when Harvey came up and, you know, everybody was all over, you know, Matt Harvey was going to be the dude. And, and he was early on. He, I would turn on, you know, the Mets games to watch him pitch just right. because, and I'm not a Mets fan at all, but mm-hmm. I just wanted to see something great. Um, but you don't do that with many position players. You know, usually you'll try to go to a game that they're playing at. Right. You know, like, okay. They, you know, they're coming into a town that you're in. Like, okay, I hope to get to see this guy play. Or we would fill up everywhere we'd go because Griffey was coming to town. You know, it wasn't like, you know, they wanted to see Griffey, and that that was cool. So I haven't seen any other position player step up. You know, Trout to a degree, yes, um, but really step up like this guy where he can do it all, and it's electric. Yeah, it's good. It's really fun to watch as he keeps getting older. Yeah. But so you ready for uh, you ready for carry? I hope so. I hope so. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be a long three weeks, but first week, at least you and I will be kind of roaming around. That's going to be a first. Yep. We'll be roaming around because we yeah, have so, we so many coaches. Out. So many coaches yeah. wanted to be involved this year. So. That's good. It's it's exciting. It's good. It's good to have those guys. There. I mean, it's in in the past. It was. It's a lot of things for me. It's it's been tough to let go of a lot of things. You know, mm-hmm. and you know, in the beginning with USA Baseball and kind of. You know, I was walking through it. Now I'm just, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm comfortable. And I'm comfortable with the guys that are going in there to coach with us because they've been around us yeah. for a while. Yeah, 90% and of they, them have done it. Yeah. You know, they know they know the process and they know how to, you know, dealing with the families is always something, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, this is, you know, it's an opportunity and everybody has to get an opportunity to play. you got people traveling from all over the country yeah. to, to be involved in this. Um, it's not like you're taking in one team and you're you're going at it. You you know, we're looking at the, at the lineup every night and built a matrix. Well, actually, Nate Fuzzy Reed. Blue Balls, Built the uh, they read they read built the matrix that we still use, but you know we're guarding the innings and the at bats, and we're making sure that everybody's getting equal opportunity. And you know, if somebody wants to step up and ask us, you know, it's it's, it's we can we can present it. Got it right back at them. Yeah. Man. So uh, you know, but it's uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to not having to be in the dugout all the time. You know, to roam around and just kind of second third week you will you'll be yeah in the there. second or third week I'll be I'll be there. It'll yeah. be, uh, uh, you know, but this, you know, to start it off and just sit back and watch, and you know, it's the older kids now, and yeah, that'll, that'll be that'll some be different. Good. That'll be some good baseball. We will see some, some. We'll see some first round draft picks like Josh, right? Like yeah. Josh Noth. Um, you know, we'll see guys that we'll tell schools about, and they'll go ah, and then next thing you know, they end up at Vanderbilt. Yep. You know. Um, well, I mean, we got I think twenty commits this year for between the fifteens and sixteen, yeah. so that'll be. It'll be good to watch some of these kids compete. Yeah, 20 college commits right now at that yeah. age level. It's pretty uh, pretty impressive. And yeah. you go back and you look at all the guys that we've had along the way that have been drafted, Yeah, that have had good college careers. And uh, Well, just look at Walker Jenkins. That was another yeah, one. Yeah, there's another one, Walker Jenkins. Third or fourth. So two of them. You got Josh Nothing, you got Walker Jenkins. Yeah. So Dylan was at his uh, his um, draft party. Oh, really? Yeah. 
that's cool. Yeah, it was. Uh, he was excited about that. But uh, that that's a special dude. That kid's one of the one of the scouts we talked to regularly around here said he is the best outfielder he's ever seen come out of high school, and that's including Griffey. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty powerful. That's something there. That's pretty powerful. So we'll see how that goes. So we've yeah. seen so many guys, you know, get that opportunity. You know, I mean, nobody said that about me coming out of the draft. I'm sure they did. <laughs> I might have said it to myself in the mirror. <laughs> well, that's something. But I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't say it. You know, nobody was saying that. But, and that's the other part. You'll see these lower level guys, lower level draft guys that are get they get the opportunity. Right? They're yeah. seizing. They're going to seize an opportunity and watch out for those guys because they've had to outwork them other people all along the way. Because some of these dudes that are going just happen to be that talented, but maybe not that kind of work ethic. Mm -hmm. And you know, little guys like me will—I'll bite your ankle till you till your leg comes off, and then, <laughs> and then I get a shot, yeah. and then I get a check the first of every month. And now you're happy. And that comes from you because I told you keep making money. Yeah, that's it. So all right, let's uh, let's bring on let's bring on Anthony Frascagna, and uh, you got him up there. He is. All right. Here is Anthony. So I got to do a little intro, okay? All right. So uh, this is the rock and roll coach of Long Island. Okay? <laughs> so when he's not on the field, he's in a bar playing music. He's 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 an entertainer. He's a great personality. Head coach of Pat Patrick Med. Both got the same hat on right now. Where I went to high school, uh, Marcus Stroman went to high school, and Josh Noth that we were talking about the uh, the first round, one of the first round picks from the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, Went to high school and Anthony's coach Marcus and Josh, but uh, 30 years coaching at the high school and youth level, uh, runs a program in Pat Med where he's developing players from he talked about 8U all the way up to the travel showcase. Uh, we'll talk about some of the uh, the challenges involved in coaching an organization, um, you know, that you've got to deal with weather all the time. You know, each season you get delayed for weeks because of snow or rain or, or whatever, but. Um, you know, it's uh, he's been he's been great to me. Uh, you know, he's he's kept the the legacy of Patrick Metro baseball alive through uh, the Baseball Hall of Fame, which is which is a great event because it's done in a bar on Main Street, and um, and he also he also reached all the way back and um, uh, enshrined my uh, my father that uh, played in the '60s at Pat Metro, was a three-sport all-star and. Uh, sports star but had a great career with uh at maryland and then went on to play with the dodger rookies and uh you know i talked to anthony about it he said absolutely so uh um i got to go up and kind of be part of the induction you know for for my dad and uh and when i say it's in a bar it's wall to wall it's packed everybody's drinking it's a good old time and it's uh oh, i thought you said there's no drinking allowed at that event no there's a lot of drinking allowed at that event if you don't drink <laughs> allowed at that you're not allowed at that event. And Anthony will get up on a bar stool. He'll stand up on the bar stool and he'll do the whole announcement and everything like that. And it was, uh, it was, it was very cool. But, but Anthony, thank you for, uh, for joining us today. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, you and I, uh, we've had, we've had many talks, uh, you know, about in short talks over the time, you know, and we've had a few yeah. cocktails at the, uh, the ABCA, but we never really dove into, you know, everything that's going on. It's kind of been surface stuff and, uh, Anthony's assistant is John Friend, who John was a teammate of mine at Pat Med. He was a year behind me and ended up going to a pitch at Lamar in, in Texas and uh, still a part of the program. But thanks for taking the time and uh, sitting on the hot deck in the humidity on Long Island. Yeah, we had a heavy rain today, so it's actually pretty nice. It rained is hard, it? like Florida rain today. Poured for about 10 minutes, and then now it's clearing up, hopefully. Well, good, man. So so 30 years, 30 years of coaching – um, 30 years in the bars playing music, I assume, too. Well, not not quite as long doing that, but not, not uh, as of... <laughs> it feels like it sometimes, but no, that's all that all that stuff's for fun. But yeah, 30 years of Pat Med, it's been uh, it's been great. Um, you know, I, I really, when I started, I, I, I wanted my goal was besides, I mean, it, it, my main goal really was to try to, uh, you know, make it a community thing, you know, where I, I always knew as a kid that there were it was a great program and I knew about you, your picture was on the wall in high school when I would go by and I knew those other guys, Timmy Gordon and guys like that. So I really wanted to try to, uh, you know, and when I took it over, we weren't winning a lot at the, you know, when I, when I first got there. So I really wanted to make it a, a community thing, something the whole community could be proud. And I knew winning had to be a part of it, you know, and 
uh, it's been working out. It's worked out pretty good. You know, we've taken it to a new level now where we run the little league as well. So it's, it's a real family affair here. It's pretty, it's, uh, yeah, so we, we, you know, we follow everything on Facebook and, you know, we, we, we see the, uh, you know, the time that you put in and John puts in and, and the other coaches that you have in terms of developing players and, you know, baseball on Long Island is, it, it's rich. It always has been. I mean, it's been, it's been a big part of, uh, you know, of our, our culture as, as Long Island. I mean, Cauley Stremski was one of the, uh, you know, one of the, one of the greats obviously in the game. And he came from uh, the Bridgeport area. Um, and interesting enough, Anthony, I'll bring this up about my uncle. My uncle Herm Hallow is at Belport High School. And, you know, when you have all these great matchups, so you take Josh, you take Marcus, or you take another big pitcher, get another name on Long Island. The one that matched up against Kali Shremsky on the basketball court and on the baseball field was my uncle Herm Hallow. Oh, wow. and, yeah. So, and my uncle, my uncle was offered a contract by, great story, but offered a contract. Shremsky got a con, offered a contract by the Red Sox. My uncle was offered a contract by the Yankees. Mm. He was 17. I think Carl was 18 at the time. Um, and my grandfather was an old German baker. He had no concept of what it was. And he told my, my uncle, no, you know, you're not playing baseball. You'll never make a living. You'll never make money doing it, whatever. So my grandmother took my uncle down to the, the Navy recruiting office the next day at 17 years old. And he joined the Navy and never. Uh, but oh. if you go back, the, the history is phenomenal. If you go back and look at all the articles, uh, you strips, he would score 50 on, on the basketball court. My uncle would score 50 on the basketball court. Or they'd go, you know, they'd pack the place, you know, Stremsky facing Haller. And uh, hmm. so I got to go back and wow. see all that. But, uh, yeah, we have we have, baseball. Baseball is in the blood. But um, so the Pat Med program, not the high school, but the Raider program that you're running, predominantly Patchogg Medford kids in the area. So you've taken the community kids, you've developed them. Um, you know, it's <clears> – <throat> I wish I wish more high school coaches in our area did that and built the built the players up for their program. I can honestly tell you down here, Anthony, that I coach at the middle school level in in our community, and not once did I hear from the high school coach or see the high school coach. You know, and my point was like, okay, if we can run this like the minor leagues, or we can run a program, we're developing these kids. You know, what signs are you using? What bunt defenses are you using? Yeah. What do you, let, me, let me incorporate that in the in the in the middle school. Mm-hmm. And you know, so when they when they get to you, they're prepared to play. They're they're, they're baseball ready. Not now. You got to teach everybody every year how this thing goes on. So I commend you for that. So how is that program going for you guys up on Long Island? Is it growing? Is it? Uh, yeah, it's definitely growing. Um, we have, uh, like I said, we have like four hundred or so families in our little league, which I got to commend my wife. Uh, we brought it up. You know, hey, you know how. We had a previous president did a great job. His son aged out. I was Dave Roman. And uh, I said, you know, I'm up there all the time anyway. Maybe it'd be a chance we could spend some time together. What if you were the president, you know? <laughs> and uh, he, she did it. And, um, you know, she's done a great job. She's, you know, everything I can't do, she can do. Like read the rules and, you know, put forms together and all that kind of stuff and be organized, you know, to the T. She's great at and um so she, you know, since the two of us together have been really working hard with the families and the families recognize that, you know, there's no real ulter- uh, ulterior motive. You know, we don't have kids of our own in the program anymore. They're they're right. aged out. So yeah. they realize that if we're doing stuff, we're really doing it for the good of the community. And um, people have really bought in. You know, they've they've uh, they've recognized, you know, I got to say, you know, a lot of times it's a thankless job, but. Uh, we kind of feel the love a little bit with our town here where the people are, they're coming out and, um, they're, they're being a part of, uh, everything we're doing. We start a camp, um, next week for the kids and we have two weeks of camp. And, uh, you know, I think I have, I think, you know, they, they keep coming in. I have like 200 kids coming to camp over the two weeks, you know, and it's just mostly at med kids, yeah. you know, and, uh, you know, I think if I ran it for five weeks, they would do it, you know, but I can't, you know, it's just too much. I can't take it, you know, because we're doing nighttime games too, you know, mm-hmm. but uh, so that's really what it's, what's going on, you know, and, and then obviously every now and then you get a Josh Noth that rolls through and, um, you know, it certainly helps the popularity, you know, I get to talk to you guys, the NBC news shows up and I got all my little guys in the background and it, it kind of, it kind of, uh, puts the community out in the forefront and say, Oh yeah, something good's going on over there. 
Um, I know all the coaches are probably pretty, you know, they're, they're definitely, I'm not tooting my own horn, but I'm sure they're envious of the fact that we have all this stuff going on. Uh, but you do got to kind of commit to it. You know, you got to, you can't just do it part-time. It's got to be almost like a lifestyle change where you're, you're involved every day with some part of the program. Well, yeah, it's people don't understand, like, you know, baseball is our mistress, right? So if you, if you don't have a good woman behind you that allows you to do these things and it doesn't, uh, or engage with you. Um, so it's, uh, it's important. So I commend your wife for doing that and, and, and jumping into the little league process. Cause I, you know, I love that that you're chasing something big. Um, you're not chasing a weekend four game tournament and, you know, right. on Sunday, Sunday you're in New York city and you got to drive all the way home through the traffic after that, or, right. you know, it's you, you, little league is little league, little league to me is like USA baseball for us. Right. And we talk about this, you know, we, you know, we're just creating opportunity. You have to earn it. Your check doesn't, you know, doesn't mean that you're going to the little league world series. You know, you, you, you got an opportunity to do something special. When I, when I was on long Island, we played with, um, uh, you know, the, the poor Jeff A's. And uh, we went out to the Connie Mack World Series, and we yeah. you know, we had we had that team that got it kind of came together with Long Island guys. But you know, we were chasing something that you know was bigger than just you know playing on the weekends and going home and having a good time. Yeah, right. I, you know, you had to win to keep going, and you know, it was just a way. You know, I, we can go every which way with these conversations, but right. you know, there's not a lot of uh, you know, there's not you don't put a lot of uh, I guess of yourself into stuff when after a losing weekend, you're just packing up the car the next weekend to go to another world series championship somewhere. Yeah. You know, it doesn't, yeah. you know, you're not really, you know, my little 10 year old team right now, they won the district last week, which was so cool. And now, you know, they're moving on to Nassau and these kids are all, you know, Oh yeah. Pumped up. All pumped up. They are yeah. fire. And they're, you know, and they're playing baseball. They're playing. They're playing five days a week now because they're you know our travel season's on too. So it's like they're and they're into it. I can't. I can't tell you that I would. I can't believe how excited these kids are for baseball. And you know, if I would open the field and say, "Hey, we're coming out at eight in the morning to take some batting practice," they would show up. You know, I feel like I'm dialing it back just to make sure that they don't get sick of it. You yeah. know. So uh, yeah, it's been great. It really has. How, been great. What age is that? Eleven, twelve? What? Those are my uh, the, our minor. Our minor league, uh, they have a Williamsport does a, a minor league version of their Williamsport team, too. You know, Little League does a – so that they're, they're all 10U, basically. So any parents ask you if there will be college recruiters or scouts there yet? <laughs> no, they've been they, – these my 10U parents have – so far they've been very well behaved. You, you, uh, you got you to educate them early, man. You got you know, to educate them. Definitely have to do that. That's um, right. We, we try to – you know, I, I try to tell them, listen, if you're – you know, if you're thinking you're getting a D1 scholarship out of this, maybe, you know, maybe you should uh, do something else for a little while. Come back to us when you when you get your feet grounded. Yeah. So, you know, we'll get we'll get to Marcus and Josh here in a minute. But, you know, the, the challenges of being a coach, you know, in a, in a, a heavy weather area, right? I mean, the, it's it's extremely cold in the winters. It's, it's rainy. you got snow. Um you know, but you, I mean, you have to find ways to keep these kids engaged, but you know, off, off the air, we were talking about, to me, there's too much play going on. There's too many, too many people playing all year round. And we're seeing injuries now, right? I mean, it's going to catch up with you at some point. These bodies aren't built to go that hard all the time. Um, but you know, we, they get the trap of all these organizations saying, well, you know, we're doing this big winter workout type of thing, or we're going to go down to Florida in December when they should be resting. Um, and, and you, and you lose players along the way because they think that that's the route to go. when in reality, it's not, um, you know, because they're just going to showcase and they're not developing and they're not resting. Um, you know, sidebar is like, you know, Dylan, Dylan got hurt. My, my son, Dylan, it's at Wilmington now and got her playing football, tore an ACL, had surgery in December. And I kept thinking to myself, okay, there's, you know, I was, I was, I was pissed, right. I didn't want him to play football. Um, you know, but he chose, you know, he's 18 years old. And I told him, you know, there's consequences to this and you make the choice, but he did. And, and I kept saying, there's a silver lining in here somewhere to this. And it was, it shut down his body and it shut down his head from the game. I mean, yeah. you know, you and I talked earlier, like baseball season was, was the summer, the high school or your school year when you started to play in middle school mm -hmm. and then through high school. And then you played in the summer and then that was it. There was no fall ball. You went and played basketball, you played football, you did something else. So you got away from the game mentally to a degree. Mm -hmm. You also got away, you got to do something different physical 
that parlayed into a better baseball player, but that's not the case anymore. I mean, we've become we've become sports specific. Yeah, it's crazy, and you know, the, and as you 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 bat on so many different things with, you know, uh, people thinking they need the lessons. So now you're getting pitch counts because they're they're throwing bullpens, but it's just a lesson. But you know, but you're still throwing, you know, right. and you know, it's like a buyer beware situation. I'm you know I'm a I'm friends you know great friends with a lot of the guys that do it, and you know when you're getting cash hand over fist, yeah. you know to watch a kid throw a bullpen and you know and it's obvious that he's not a next level kid it's yeah. hard to say no to that kind of a kid you know but really you know you're not in the long run you're not helping you know you're just taking you're just taking ticks off the off the chain as far as how many throws that kid has in his lifetime yep so um uh you know we try you know like we we run a we run a winter workout and we try to minimize the throwing in it we make it more about hitting and you know we'll do technique stuff and quite honestly, I told you earlier, we do it just to, just so we have something so that kids can say, well, you know, that team does it and we, you know, you know, that whatever it is. And we kind of couple it with, um, we have a pretty good, uh, 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 you know, like a kid's fitness program that we run at, uh, they run at, uh, infinity sports performance. And, um, so we, we kind of couple it with that. So it's forcing kids to do something more physical and athletic, but, you know, truth be told, like if I if I could extend the day a little longer, I would I would run like different sports in the different seasons to and make those kids play those other sports because, you know, it's not it. You know, you just not every kid needs to play the same sport. Or, you know, nobody really should. But, you know, all the kids would be much better off playing the other sports and becoming athletic and training the other muscles and all that kind of stuff. You know, nothing you guys don't know. Yeah. So we, you know, we, we grew up, we, and you know, we grew up playing, right. We grew up playing all the time. We just, it was constant play. It wasn't like, um, you know, okay. Now the whole off season is I got to train and I got to do all this yeah, weightlifting. I got to do all this other stuff. We just played yeah. Yeah. and we were better. And I say it to this day, I, I generally, I truly believe that we were better baseball players before all of this because we played and we developed instincts. Right. So I, I read that you're like, uh, a phenomenal wiffle ball player, Anthony. Right. That, yes. So I, uh, that's I, I, people say, how did you learn to hit the breaking ball? I grew up playing wiffle ball. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I followed. I learned how to hit a breaking ball because I grew up playing wiffle ball. Who does that anymore? Right. You know, nobody. Nobody does that. It's all. It's almost serious. Okay. Season's off. Go get your lessons. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Go get in this camp. You get. You know. We're going to send you down here now. I will say there are some things out there and that. I truly believe in could be done all year round and, you know, or a camp like Trent Mongero's camp, right. Where they're not throwing. Um, I don't know if you know Trent Mongero, but he's, yeah, sure. he's Trent's a great friend and Tabor stayed with us, you know, at the house when he was playing collegially here and uh, you know, Wilmington family, but you know, that's something where they're not throwing, you know what, they're going through motor skills movements and they're doing different Actually. things. And, and if they throw it's light and it's, and it, it's short, it's that, but picking up a kid in December an arm, that's just coming off rest and it's not fully and they and and high school baseball doesn't start till February. January is your period where you start to Crank to up. gear them up. When do you, when do you guys start the high school season? April? Uh we start March. You know, March. we we start practicing the first week of March, you know, officially and right. then we have games usually the last week of March. So fe so February February through March is when you really start to get your you know, you start to build yeah, we'll up your and build up we'll start doing down. like flat rounds in January, and then right. we start getting on the mound in February, and yeah. we start building from there. You know, we've yeah. had kids in the past come to me, and it's like, oh, uh, I went to this indoor thing, and uh, well, I, you know, I had already built up. Well, what, how many did you throw? Like, you do, I threw seventy-five. Like, you do seventy-five yeah. pitches. It's yeah. January sixth. Like, what are we doing? Like, come on, yeah. you know. But I wonder I would, how interested are you? Uh, I, I'm sure you see the same thing, you know. But you see more high-level guys. Like my experience, I feel like the better kids, it's kind of almost, I hate not being political, but I, I love political. So it's almost <laughs> like the world a little bit now where the better kids, the better kids are better mm -hmm. than they were, you know, but the middle, there's no middle kids. Right. You know what I mean? You got better. The middle kids are so much worse. I feel like than yeah. when we played. You know, like I feel like when we played, 
back then, like we could all pretty much play all the positions if we had to. You know sure. what I mean? Yep. Everybody was pretty good. You know, if you had to go out and pitch, you could go pitch. You know, if you had to play first, you played first a million times in the street, making, you know, making believe you were one of the other sure. guys, you know, one of the pros. But the guys now, like my better guys, like, you know, like we never saw anybody throw 90, 96, you know, Joshua 98 in the game this year. Mm-hmm. You know, that's his changeup would have won the Yaz when I was in high school, you know, as the no. fast <laughs> pitch, you know, it was 82. He would have won the cup, you know, the MVP throwing yeah. a fastball. But, uh, I and I think it's you know and it's it's what's going on right these guys they don't play unless you're going to a lesson or you're going to a tournament or you're going to a game they don't play on their own to do other things you know they don't just pick sides and there's five on five today and you know you got to play this position you play this position you know and uh and I, and I feel like that's the difference you know and it's like you said like you brought up earlier you know there's that there's just that playing to win. Mm-hmm. doesn't you know there's something to be said when you're playing against your friends you play to win you know it's you know it's funny you say you say pick up the five on five right so we had a, we had a field uh you know in our in our neighborhood off of shaber road um you know down there and, and in between us there was woods and we i mean to me at that time the field was just immense mm-hmm. right and it wasn't but remember they used to like deliver like soap powder like to yeah. your doorstep sample soap powder like we would get up early morning and we'd steal all the soap powder and then we'd go, we'd go line our own field. Right. Yeah. And you'd pick five on five. And one of the rules was, okay, you don't have a left field. You're right handed hitter. You don't have a left fielder. So you can't hit the ball to left field. If you hit the ball yeah. to left field, you're out. Mm-hmm. So you learned how to go the other way. So that was playing, right? We were always playing. We're in the streets and you know, the, you know, the handle on, was uh, on the car park. There was third base and you know, the, the, the sewer cap was, uh, was first base. So you got there and you, you're playing. Yeah. And you, to your point is Anthony's point is that, you know, okay, the five guys that we picked that day, we didn't have five shortstops. So guess what, dude? You're a shortstop today, or you're an outfielder today, or you have to catch, or you got to pitch. And we all pitched. We all threw to each other, whether it was a tennis ball or a baseball. We pitched to each other when nobody was around. Yeah. Nobody was around. And, and, so. build, and building off of that, I mean, some of it's got to rely on the coaches, especially at the youth level. Some of these coaches just keep just your best player only at shortstop. Yeah. Or you'll only keep your best pitcher. You just keep them on the mound, and maybe you'll put them at first. None of these guys move these kids all over the field. Let them so, experience. And we take our we take our organization up to a place called Big League Camp. It's up in the mountains here in North Carolina, uh, turf field and all that. And we'll go through our workouts. We'll do all that other stuff, and then we shut it down. Mm-hmm. And they leave the lights on. It's turf field, and we throw wiffle balls out there, or tennis balls out there, and those games are intense, man. Yeah, yeah. They are the best, yeah, you know. And, yeah. the, and the, the kids like, like, we got to go to bed. It's eleven o'clock, and they're like mad. They want to keep going. They want to keep playing. It's, 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 it's their structure, not our structure, yeah. right? Is they create their own, their own structure, and that was like picking teams and th- and it, it's just, it's gone. That part yeah, is gone. So. It, yeah, it is gone. Like we do it, I'll do it in practice. And I gotta say, Josh's group growing up, they were they were players. Like they, and I, as far as good players, but we we had days where it was like no coaching allowed days. You know, so you, yeah. you know, and I had to organize it. They didn't do it on their own. Right. But today was no, co- you know, it was no coaching allowed day. You guys go out there pick teams. I'll sit here and make sure nobody steals you, so your parents don't get nervous. You know, right. we'll, we'll make sure that everybody <laughs> checks out. And uh. And they would do, you know, do stuff like that. Maybe a self-hit day. You know, you, you got to yeah. learn how to self-hit the, the ball, that kind of stuff. And I, my 10U group, like now, reminds me of that group. You know, they're very – they will play. They would play all day long. I think their parents would agree that they would play all day long if we let them too. So, you know, so that's the good thing about it. You know, we're controlling these guys, uh, you know, to have this available for them to take advantage of, you know. And hopefully, it, you know, this group paid off. We went pretty far this year. Um you know, and they came through the system pretty much all together. So, you had a pretty good number two as well, huh? Yeah, yeah. My uh, he's he's coming back, Robbie Mello. Um, you know, big strong kid. He's he may he got asked to go to the area code uh, tryouts. So hopefully he'll have a nice season. He'll have a nice summer. He's he's playing with the uh, he also plays with the lumberjacks um, okay. in the summertime. So that, you know, you you bring up the lumberjacks, and that's one of the 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 more um, prolific teams that are on Long Island as far as the travel showcase stuff goes like that. And, uh, you know, we you know, we deal all the time, but you're talking about the mid-level players that think that they belong in situations like that or in those uniforms that are just show and go, and it never works out for them. 
Yeah. You know, it, or rarely works out for them. You know, now you take a, you know, you take a Josh or a Marcus or a Mello and, uh, you know, those guys deserve to go face the better of the better, right? The best yeah. of the best, you know, all, all the time. Um, you and, know. And, and quite honestly, you know, most of those times, and I'm not going to speak on anybody's specific uh, situation, but most of those guys don't pay anyway. You know, right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, their payoff is yeah. the coach, you know, no, it's 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 the lesser play, it's the lesser player that fits the bill for all those guys. Right, right. That, right. And that, so everybody pays down below, and then you know, those guys get to go play for free and yeah, get off on the get off on the Canes bus and uh in, in Georgia, which you know what? I'm I'm always impressed with that. I really am. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, because you see the animals that walk off there. Sure. Like you said, the better players today are better players than we were playing. Right, they're yes. bigger, stronger, faster. The the science and involved in the training and all that other stuff. They they're definitely different. Yeah. Um. And and they and they they're versed in you know what the next level is going to bring now because the next level in the power fives, it's you know it's big league stuff, man. It is you know you you're, you know you got packed houses and you got nil money and you got all this other stuff going on. So it's a it's a different scenario. So I want to jump to um, Marcus Stroman. And, and, and Josh and the differences in the, in the processes. So, you know, Marcus goes off to college. He's not a first round draft pick. He ends up going off to college, go to Duke. He's a two way kid like Josh is at that point, but he was a legitimate two way kid at Duke. Um, but just, you know, found his niche in pro ball, obviously as a, uh, as a pitcher, Marcus coming through, you know, the attention was there, but you didn't have the, the, the so-called advisors, agents involved, um, you and I deem these new guys Lululemon guys that because they wear all tight clothes and their slick back hair and and if you're up on Long Island, I'm sure there was a bunch of jewelry on them too and probably pulled up I'm, in a Camaro. No, no, I don't think I don't think there are any of them from here. They hate coming here. They're like, oh, yeah. traffic. They hate. So they're coming to see you here. You got you're pretty good because they don't yeah. they don't want to drive here. No, but so so you know, give me a little bit of the processes with Marcus going through that and. Uh, you know, and, and again, you know, we all know Earl, um, you know, Earl's heavily involved, heavily involved in every step of the way. Um, and he's, you know, he does it out of love, but you know, obviously, you know, it's, it, it gets in the way at times, but you know, he, a good person and just wanted nothing but the best for his kids, but yeah, no, Earl take, was Earl, great. take Earl out of the equation, you know, the attention that was coming to Marcus, um, was good, but not as, not as intense as it has been for Josh in the last year. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Marcus was different, you know, obviously you spent, uh, athletically, he was, you know, he was, a he was this guy that could have probably played any sport in college that, you know, his, that he chose, he could have been a football player if he was probably a little bigger, definitely a basketball player. Um, and, you know, couldn't, like you said, two way in a D one school and in, in baseball, uh, the difference really was that his, you know, he was pretty well set that he was going to go to college so i think that that kind of hurt the the um you know the the buzz around him you know people coming to see him because he was like he would he would pregame with his duke shirt on sometimes you know when he's in the bullpen getting loose so you know i don't think you know uh, you know it's not really going to lend a a major league ball club to waste a pick on him when they know he's going to college you know right um and that was, you know, and now he and obviously worked out perfect for him, you know, and he should have, you know, he was a brilliant kid, you know, he was as good a uh, student as he was an athlete. Um, so uh, the we got the main buzz was when, you know, and he still comes up to this day. He played Stephen Matz, you know, they pitched against each other, uh, you know, at Pat Med, right. and that was that was the main that day we had, um, you know, every major league team there. Uh, you know, it was like 35 to, I don't know, it was like 35 to 50 guys there. It was crazy. Um, but this year with Josh, it was like that every start, you know, and it didn't matter who we were playing. We had multiple guys um, from every team at every game. You know, they were there at every game. And now where uh, they probably had a radar gun on for Marcus, they, you know, these guys had – it was video camera. It was every pitch. It was, you know, and every – Every pitch was tracked by every guy. It was just a crazy scene, you know. It was the first time in my career, and I told Josh, I said, listen, we're going to try to win. 
but we're going to, you know, we're going to make the season about you as well. So we're going to do what we have to do to get you in the best spot possible. So, you know, we would, we would call pitches just so he would throw pitches, you know, right. right. Fortunate to have my son be the catcher. So we could talk about it ahead of time. And um, where I didn't really, I didn't, I didn't call pitch by pitch, but we would say, you know, find a spot for the change up, you know, this Mm -hmm. inning, throw the change up, you know, we don't want it to hurt us in the game, but, you know, if a kid fouls one off, let's say, you know, then, <laughs> which was rare, which was rare. Yeah. You know, he gave up five hits this year. So, and two of them, two of them were on off speed pitches. So, um, you know, he could have survived without throwing an off speed pitch, but we, we actually, you know, we were, we were pitching. It was a high school season that we were trying to showcase a little bit while he was pitching. So he did throw his change up a couple of times, which was, and you could see that got a better reaction than the fastball, you know, when, you could feel the you could feel the scouts react when he threw that change up. Like, oh, okay, there it is. Yeah, yeah. nice. So, so let me ask. So, so um, who is more? Well, you know, yeah, who is more like worked up, Carla Deb, when he was on the mound? Oh, a hundred. <laughs> don't let anyone fool you. It was Deb. <laughs> Carl, you know, Carl knew what he's. Carl was calm. You know, Carl. Carl had a good head on his shoulder, very calm and even healed. But Deb, Deb was keeping track of stats. She would text my wife. Then Jen would ask me what the stats she was sending her meant. You know, she's like the whip. What is going on with this whip? (laughs) (laughs) Not all. These moms at Grove, my my wife said when we had our boys that you know that I told her you're going to spend the rest of your rest of your their lives up to their teenagers on the baseball field every weekend. And she said, not a chance. Yeah. I'm going to go to the spa. That's, that's your gig. You do it now. You know, I told Andrew, like we're laying in bed one night. She's like, you need to cut this kid because his, his batting average, <laughs> his contact, you know, his, 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 you know, his pitch ratio, the, the contact yeah. is not good. And uh, you know, she'd go through a bunch of different things. It's, it's funny. So, well, so, so Josh's demeanor is calls demeanor on the mound. Was he, I mean, that's a yes. lot of pressure. That's a lot of pressure you know, to have, you know, radar guns pointing at you the whole time, video cameras on you the whole time, and you're you're an 18 year old kid. Um, yeah, 17. Yeah, he's um, 17. Yeah, yeah, he turns 18 in August. Um, yeah, his parents have to go with him to sign the contract. He's not even 18, you know. Um, yeah, listen, I I take and I tell this, you know, I didn't make Josh. I didn't teach him his slider. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. He's he's got some God-given talent and you know he he worked his tail off and always always threw hard no matter what he was doing. Even when he was a kid, he just threw hard. That's what he did. Long tossed all the time. Um, but the one thing that you know, because of you know, because of the arm strength, we you know, you had a feeling that there's gonna be a point where somebody's gonna come look at this kid. So I just say the one thing that I always stressed with him was because he was a little emotional at as a kid, you know, where, you know, just like all the kids, he did, you know, right. something bad goes down, he gets a little down. And I was very hard on him about don't, I don't want to see it in your face, you know, get your face straight on that mound. You know, it doesn't matter today, but someday somebody's going to see how you react to this stuff, you know? And uh, that's one thing I'm really proud about it. That he definitely is, he's pretty stoic on a mound, you know, where I know inside he's, He's very hard on himself as far as his uh, uh, his performance goes, you know, because he lets it out in practice a little bit. But um, in games, he's he's been a, he's just done an unbelievable job of being uh, being stoic. You know, he saw it a little bit last summer. He ran into some trouble on, in some of those high level games. You know, we had a couple of fly balls that maybe weren't played perfectly, you know, where he could have been like could have showed up the guys out there like you know you should have caught it that face you know like oh what am i dealing with out here you know but uh you know he handled himself pretty good and and he got into some tight spots and and got out of it in in you know against talented teams so um you know he's he's done a great job with that kind of stuff you know i really yeah it's amazing i mean it 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 is amazing that you know because again it's different um you know, Neil Heaton was the was Neil was it when I was coming up. Neil and I played together on that. Played against each other. He was at Sachem when it was one school, yeah. and, uh, and then we played together on the uh, the Port Jeffes and went out to the Connie Mac World Series. But uh, Paul Gibson was another one. Paul Gibson would would get the attention, but there were there were like four or five scouts there. It wasn't yeah. like you know. It, and now they they bring the scouts, the GM, 
the the director of scouting like they bring yeah. the entire entourage mm-hmm. uh to get there with these kids and uh it's but um you know I, I i couldn't be happier for the whole family i couldn't be happy for your organization um you know the pat med high school program everything that goes on um you know when something like this happens and yeah. and and for you to be a coach at you know what marcus did in the world baseball classic and what marcus is doing on that on the uh you know on the big league stage and and they're both workers, man. They're both, you know, Josh is a hard worker and Marcus. I mean, Marcus, you know, he outworks everybody. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's pretty impressive. But uh, are there other schools? Let me ask you this. Are there other schools that have two former major league players on Long Island? Uh, oh, that's a good question. Uh, maybe. <laughs> Is East Islip might. They had Graffinino. Yeah. Well, well we got we, we got to get Josh there quick, man. We got to lock this down before I'm dead, okay? So I can, I'm, three, part, three, I'm part of that crew. I'm part of yeah, that crew. My yeah. boy Matt Vogel got close last year, man. I was so pumped for him. Yeah, he got the Triple A. Yeah, I, and that was an interesting journey for him. Uh, yeah, he, well, he the just beginning. made the uh, just made. He's still on the journey. He just made the yeah. Frontier Team, uh, Frontier League All Star Team. Oh, so. Good. He's still kicking around with the Jersey uh, Jersey Jackals, I believe it is. So we're yeah. looking forward to see what happens with him. Listen, this this game gets in your blood, and you get to a certain level of competition. It's tough to let it go. Yeah, um, you know it's 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 hard. I mean, I I my last year, I was thirty four, getting ready to turn thirty five, and you know you, you walk away from it, and you don't find that adrenaline rush anymore. You don't find that intensity to go. You know, when you're at that level, obviously, you know Josh is one of the best at his age group in 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 the country and in the world actually, because they're taking international players and stuff like that. But you get to the point of the big leagues, you're one of the best 800 in the world. And every day you step out there, it is just, you know, you can't find it. And if you have a good day, you, you, you know, it's, you're something yeah. different. You yeah. know, I used to tell my, you know, my approach to everything was, you know, I knew that every out of, out of 800 players on the world, there's probably 700 of them that were better than me. Right. right? That was my spot. But on any given day, I could go four for four and I could be the best player in the freaking world that day. Cause yeah. I was in that environment. It wasn't, I didn't have to go find it. Am I the best? No, I beat, you know, look at the stats, man. Wake up the next morning and you know, th- yeah, he awesome. didn't do much. He didn't do much. I did, you know? So, yeah. uh, but then reality would set in and I'd be sitting down at the end of the bench waiting for another at bat in four <laughs> or five days. So, <laughs> but, uh, but very cool, man. Anthony, thank you for taking the time. Um, yeah, David, hey, thank you so much. And thanks for always supporting and being part of it. It's a, it, you know, I don't know if you realize, but it means a lot to everybody here when, uh, you know, when we hook up and you, you like our Pat Med stuff, man, yeah. it goes a long way. I really appreciate it. And uh, yeah. I appreciate everything with USA Baseball, too. You know, you've been a, you've been just an unbelievable support system for us. I appreciate it. Well, thanks for making an old man feel good, brother. I, I, I appreciate it. And more coming that way and anything, obviously, you know, on this end. And thank you for the support. And I say this, you know, for the for the Hall of Fame, um, for my dad, that was. Uh, that was big. Anytime. That was big to him. Anytime. So uh, I appreciate it, man. OK, yeah. and uh, we will tell John Friend a. Say hello, I will. Carl and Josh. Congratulations, uh, and and the next wave of Pat Med kids that are coming through. That uh, I'm proud, man. I wear this shirt all the time. Yeah. I got my Pat Med hat on. I got my Lieutenant Murphy jersey framed in my house. He doesn't uh, even I love put it. In the wash. It's I don't even put it in the wash. No, man. This is game ready jersey. This is game, game ready. ready. Yeah. Right, and usually we have another hat on the Bambino with a Pat Med Pat Med hat on. Um, so, thank you. For Thanks, everything, man. I appreciate Thanks, it. And congratulations, Andrew. Appreciate it. Oh, thank job. you. Thank yeah, you. man. Yep. So, all right. So, uh, again, I just want to you know, tell a little bit of advocacy baseball. You know, if you, people are out there kind of looking for a pathway that, to assist, you know, it's it's a different landscape. AdvocacyBaseball.com. Check it out. And, uh, you know, reach out to us. We'll, you know, we're taking players that we can help, that we know that, that belong at the next level. USA Baseball. Andrew has been phenomenal for us for all these years. Thank you uh, for all you're doing. Congratulations to you and Danielle and getting engaged and dropping the ring in the lake and having to go get it. it. You found it. Listen, there's some sand inside the box, so that's like a keepsake memo that we have in there. Yeah, Yeah, it's something that, uh, listen, you'll be telling grandkids that story someday. And it's uh, You're on a great journey. She's a great girl. Um, 
like I said, I'm going to do my best to be the best man in the maid of honor. I am going to do my best. I don't know. I might have to, I might have to just pass it off, but I appreciate you asking. Yeah. And I appreciate Danielle really wanting that. She yeah. hasn't asked yet, but I no, know I, she really she, wants eventually, it. Eventually. Yeah. Okay. She's and just tell her to keep baking stuff for me and I'll, yeah. you know, brownies and that'll be good. Cookies. So, uh, we are, we're not next Friday. You're away. Yes. You're at the beach. Um, if we got to do something remote, maybe we will, yeah, we maybe we won't. Um, and then, uh, we're home for a week and then we pack up and we're going to carry for three weeks. And it's, uh, it's yeah. the pinnacle of everything, you know, that's been worked on, especially by you and all our regional directors, um, our, you know, our scouts out there. It's, yeah. uh, it's been, it's been cool. I'm excited to see the talent and, uh, see where the, the where that part of the journey takes him. I want to thank Anthony again. That was just, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's special to see, you know, obviously I'm, I'm older than him, but to, to have somebody here that's kind of gone through the same exact journey and he's keeping it alive in our community, yeah, your alma mater yeah. in our community, you know, and, uh, well done, man. So, uh, let's end this thing. Cause I'm going to get some Mexican food get down you, the road. With Alan yep. All right, everybody. Thank you. Peace out. See ya. All right.